We don't do good brain. We, we've we never done good brain. The Whole time podcast, no good brain. How you make good brain when we know good brain. These statements that's, that, are, that's are statements. so delightful. That that whole rant needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> that whole rant needs to be a t-shirt. We'll we'll release that right after Boat Want Ham. <laughs> <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Lava, banana here. Last we saw our friends, Johannes was politely bringing me around the fair so I could gather the group again. It seemed everyone was having a great time, even Boat, after he found a new beverage to enjoy. Now, here we are in the tent where Artemis has shown everyone their fortunes and opened their minds to a connection they did not before know of. This is my favorite part. Let's watch. On the last episode, you all were in the fortune teller's tent, and despite the fact that she very clearly has immense amounts of knowledge about you guys and what you're doing, she also has a very confusing way of communicating, which is making it hard for you guys to figure out what's going on. You went through some weird stuff where you felt like you were being flung through space, she said that unlocked something, and now you guys are looking at her ceiling, which is now space that roughly break it down? I think so. Uh, wake, wake up. The, the ceiling is space now. And the floor is lava. Oh, well, the floor is pillows. I continue to not be about this. That is the, that is the most impressive skylight I have ever seen in a building ever. She looks over at Solinar, afraid. It was cool when it was being done by a mechanical thing. Here, it's it's distinctly spooky. Is it like a portal? Or are we just sort of seeing it like it's being projected on the ceiling? It looks like there is some kind of portal to space itself that has opened in her ceiling and that you guys are staring into the swirling dance of the abyss beyond this planet. Boat picks a pillow up off the floor and yeets it into the portal. Roll strength. Okay. Um, is a seven going to get me anywhere? It's going to get close enough to touch it, which will ripple the image, mm-hmm. but it won't go through. Oh, it's like sliders. The fortune teller kind of looks over at you and is like, why? <laughs> What do you mean, why? There's a big hole in space in your ceiling. I was throwing a pillow through it to see if it was real or not. She gestures to it, and it comes down and swirls into the basin. It, it basically, like, disappears from the ceiling and melts in and then falls into the basin. A bowl of space! <laughs> Preferred. 
significantly better than being a gaping maw into all of our imminent doom over our heads. I like the big spacey one. It was very fun and overwhelming. I wonder how a bowl of space is served. You know, do you get a grilled cheese with it? I like to think that we were inside the bowl of space. She kind of like looks up and looks at Banana and goes, Ineffectual. She then takes small cups and fills it with some of the water for the basin and puts it in front of Solinar, Johannes, Boat, and Koza. Oh, cup of space. Solinar, no, do you like... have, wait, well, sorry, did, you don't happen to have a little bit of, like, milk or sugar, do you? She shakes her head. Oh, cosmic latte. Down the hatch. Ow, my tongue. Solinar eyes the water suspiciously. Does it look like space? A little bit. <laughs> but diluted space. So you could... The water is nebulous. Yes. Koza takes a sniff of it. It smells like cold water. He takes a sn- sip of it. All right. Johannes has drank it. Koza has drank it. I, uh... I think I'm going to make this party a little bit more exciting. Boat pulls the port out of his, uh, out of his rope. He just puts a little bit in to warm up the space and then drinks it. Guys, Boat just created a space port. (laughs) And the name of the drink is Babylon 5. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little, uh, warm you up. Solinar. Solinar is staring at it, frowning, looking around at his party, staring at it, frowning, looking around at his party. I'm a roll in sight. Boat offers him some port to go with it. Some support. (laughs) (laughs) This is my this is my emotional support port. Hey, what do the cups look like? They look like they were they look like tumblers carved out of rough crystal with a with a four on insight. Uh, I know for a fact that Solinar doesn't know Jack, so I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Solinar's about this. I don't think he's about this at all. So you're gonna refuse? I don't. I don't think Solinar's drinking this. I think he's watching his party carefully to see what kinds of effects this might be having, which may which may swing that needle a little bit. But I don't. Uh, as of right now, I don't think Solinar's drinking it. Well. Bye, Solinar. Uh, so goodbye, Solinar. It's nice <laughs> knowing you. Koza, Your death will be avenged. Koza, Johannes, and Boat. The three of you are going to what feels like is falling asleep. But what is going to happen? You find yourself in a space that is not yours, in a body that is not yours, in a time that feels far away. Your conscience will enter a body that you are very well aware is not your own, in a time that you are aware is not your own, and in a space that you are aware that you have never been to. The three of you are sitting at a a table in a tavern, each of you drinking a flagon of what seems to be some kind of cheap ale. There is an awareness of the small village you find yourself in, and there is a knowledge that you are in Alaria. Your attention is drawn to a somewhat ragtag group at the center of the tavern, a green half-orc 
a veiled, red-headed woman, a black-haired woman in leathers, a bespectacled tiefling, and a large wolf. Finally, a sandy blonde human in armor, sitting opposite of a bored-looking drow woman, swirling red wine in a glass. The man is excited, offering his hand to the drow. And you all feel some interest in this strange group. It feels as if, outside of this, everything around you is kind of blurry. As you look at your compatriots, they do not look like themselves, but you are aware that they are them. And you are you. Johannes uh, puts his hand up in front of his face and he goes, How strange. None of these things are mine. And you hear that voice coming out of this very um, quaint little elf woman. (laughs) Uh, Solinar, back to where you are. You and Rosemary will hear the voices. Uh, Is... Artemis still in the tent, still kind of like watching over things. Yes. What is this about? Truth. Solinar looks around at his group, sighs, and drinks the concoction. You fall asleep, and you find yourself in the same space as your comrades. Oh, does he just like pop into existence? Do we get a good corpse noise? All turn, you all turn and it's if he's always been there. Cork noise. <laughs> Boat, Koza? If Boat looks at him, like looks at himself, what, what can he, what can he tell about the body that he's in? So you see that your hands are sort of cracked in rough blacksmith's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel the itch on your face that would lead you to believe you have a very thick woolen beard. You can definitely tell that your life is that of a blacksmith. You're wearing a leather apron as you drink. But I'm um, still aware of who I am, though, right? You are aware that you are actually in your soul, Charles Barnes. But okay. the body that you inhabit, that you are perhaps joyriding on is the best way to describe is that of a blacksmith. So would it be fair to describe this situation as I have awoke to find myself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that are not my own, driven by an unknown force to change history for the better, striving to put right what once went wrong and hoping the next leap will be the leap home? God, I I love this (laughs) so much. Uh, the first part was pretty spot on. It's the last part, but eh, not really. If a hologram with a computer shows up, I'm going to accuse you of plagiarism. (laughs) Zordon? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So what does my body feel like again? Your hands are incredibly soft, but there's dough deep within your nails, leading you to believe that you are probably a baker. A female deer. Oh, baker. Yeah, I get baked. (laughs) That dough is money. (laughs) Your hair smells of lavender and saffron and is long down your back. Your hands are a little bit too slender and long to be male. Oh, this is odd. I have a question. I theoretically have an answer. So you said that I have blacksmith's hands. Are they man blacksmith hands or lady blacksmith hands? They are man hands. Okay. They got the sausage fingers. Yeah, they got so, those sausage fingers. So he's not Lady Blacksmith Mabazo. No. Okay. I got Gabe to laugh. That's all I needed. <laughs> what do I see 
What does Solinar see for his? What do? What? Who is? What see? Your hands are, your hands are cracked and hard, um, and you feel in your in in this body the knowledge of a farrier. A stone golem farrier. Got it. Do you know what a farrier is? Yeah, it's someone who does horseshoes and things. Okay, cool. I just. I didn't know if you were making a joke and I needed to explain things further. Well, you, no, you said it. my hands were hard and cracked, and so I'd stone golem, and I'm no, a farrier. No, you're not a stone golem. Look, they're, they're cracked in the way of, of hands that have seen too much labor. Look, horses trust stone golems because yep. they can, you know, they're not, there's no malicious intent there. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to be drinking if you were a golem. Or would I be able to be drinking the best because I can't get drunk because I'm a stone golem? Aha! Stone golem life. You're, you're not a golem, can't oh. confirm. Oh, dang it. But well, all of you are sitting around this table. Next time, maybe. Um, um, so I guess, quote unquote, Boat uh, looks around at everybody. He's like, ah, I do declare I don't understand quite what has happened to us. Yeah, this is really strange. You look like a blacksmith. I like this chain-smoking elven woman. She's very slim. She's wearing. <laughs> she's wearing draped. Yeah, in... she keeps her figure because she smokes three packs of Newports a day and nothing else. No other consumption. She also black coffee and cigarettes is her is her diet. I ash my cigarettes into my coffee for flavor. <laughs> Some menthol tinker havens over there. Uh. Yeah, this is a strange predicament we have found ourselves in. What? What is your? What? What is this voice? You're like, what is this accent you're trying to put on? It is an elven accent of the area. <laughs> you know what? You know what Alon sounds like. He sounds like the uh, Roach in disguise from Men in Black. He does. Yeah, he does. Sugar water. <laughs> How does- more. Now I'm apparently just a simple country blacksmith, but it seems to me as though we are witnessing the events of the past. So, so who am I here with? You are aware that who your friends, oh, like, okay, who your friends saying. are. Like you are aware that they are themselves. Wait, gotcha, where, gotcha. where is Rose during all of this? Is she She's just, just sitting. In the She's like, oh, wow, very freaking off. out. Could have included me, but I guess not. So why are we being shown this right now? What is this accent? What, what I don't know, but I'm fine. <laughs> like, you guys keep going. I, Crushing look, it. We only mildly questioned a lot. You can go on ahead. Thank you. What do we What do we see the wolf and party over there doing? So the wolf is <laughs> attempting to sit in a chair with his front paws on the table. Um, he is getting pet by the black-haired woman. It seems that the armored man is talking to the Stroud woman emphatically. He seems to be trying to convince her of something. If you guys want, you can kind of listen in on part of their conversation, but at the moment, not focusing directly on them, they get kind of lost in the din of the tavern. Uh, I'm going to get up and go to the bar to get another ale, and as I do, I will try and eavesdrop as I slowly walk past. So as you're walking past, uh, the veiled woman speaks up, and there's something about her eyes that's incredibly familiar to you. Aaron, are you sure about this? 
Well, no, no, no. It, it's fine. Just, just think about it. Really. I, I think this is the right thing. I think that this is going to be the thing that gets us ahead of Emberlin. I think that's going to be the right direction. But you really think we can trust her? You know I am sitting right here. I am, I am sitting right here. I can hear everything you all are saying. You are not being sneaky. How have you been sneaky this whole time? As you hear that, you walk up to the, to the counter. And while the bartender does not seem to see or acknowledge you, a flagon of beer sort of appears as if you had ordered it. Oh, much gracious thanks to whatever creature <laughs> has brought me this yeasty repast this fine day. <laughs> yeasty repast. I love really it. You got me, man. I love it so much. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to get past yeasty repast. <laughs> I, take, I take my ale and I walk back the same way that I came, seeing if I can overhear anything else. You can. So the half-orc man slams his fist loudly, rattling almost everything in the tavern. And he goes, I for one am for it. I think everyone deserves a chance at redemption, and there's no reason we shouldn't take her with us. The reason we shouldn't take her with us might be that she'd betray us, Ben. I, I just, I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, again, you can just direct these conversations to me. I am here, and like I said, I think that I could do this. This is absolute madness. I don't think we should be doing this at all. Look, look, look. I think I'm going to join you, but only because you have fallen into the circumstance of being more aligned to my goals than Emberlin was. So, uh, you're welcome. I'm here. We are going to do this. It'll be wonderful. We save the world. We uh, murder some evil dragon priests. Everything goes in the right direction. And that is when you get back to your party. All right, man. I love how many of them were from uh, were obviously from Boros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Borosian Empire. It was very it was very clearly Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> <laughs> I half believed I was listening to an episode of Green Acres. <laughs> Asterisk, yes, I know that was Ava Gabor, not Jaja Gabor. Oh my gosh, so good. I, I say, friends, I believe I have gathered a small scintilla of in intelligence for us. It would appear that uh, Emberlin is about here, and also there are people from the Boris Empire also drinking in this bar. Solinar's farrier perks up. Well, now, I, I believe we should be doing something about that, shouldn't we? And there's a veiled woman over there. And I noticed something kindly familiar about her. Well, she does have a, a certain air about her now, doesn't she? I reckon she does. I reckon she does. <laughs> Do you think what I think? But uh, it seems to me like perhaps we should be moving a table or two closer then. That'd be a little bit suspicious, don't you reckon? I, f I figure we need to be a little more subtle about our machinations. You know what's suspicious is a large man slamming his tankard on the table and yelling, I'm for it. I would think any time a man slams his tankard on the table, it would be a suspicious action. What I'm trying to say is I think they're a little too wrapped up in what they got going on to be paying attention to who might be shifting tables or why. Why don't you, you go get yourself another ale and do the same thing I did? 
I've got an idea. How about this? And Solinar's farrier reaches over and with just one open hand pushes uh, Boat's... Did you say blacksmith? Boat was the blacksmith? Pushes Boat's blacksmith's tankard over, spilling the entire (laughs) full contents across the whole table. Oh no! This whole table is covered! Is your farrier a man or a woman? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a character decision and say that my farrier is androgynous and uh, does not mm-hmm. does not do the whole he her thing and speaks a little bit like Fred Rogers. A little bit. <laughs> I believe this table has been uh, made rather messy, and we should go ahead and move ourselves over to somewhere uh, a little more clean. I agree. Don't worry. I'll, I set you guys in Foghorn Ligornia. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll replace I'll say a that, drink. <laughs> I, I say, I say, you're such a clumsy cuss knocking over that drink. Well, that's all right now. I'll, I'll go and replace it. You don't got to worry about that. All right. Let's find ourselves a, a booth over towards yonder. Uh, and not booths in this this medieval tavern. It's October. All tables are booths. Mm-hmm. It's spooky season. Oh my god, I cannot roll my eyes harder than I just did. <laughs> Have fun. I, the microphone picked that up. Have fun with that. It is spooky season. Uh, and then Solinar's farrier is going to move back up to the bar and kind of like do the hand signal for two drinks. Again, the bartender doesn't seem to notice you. But two drinks do appear in front of you as if you had ordered them. And Solinar's Farrier will pick them up and return to their new table, uh, which what uh, what do we overhear as we're shifting over to this new table? So the tiefling kind of adjusts his his glasses and, and puts his head like his forehead into his hands as if he's trying to battle a migraine. I want you all to understand one thing, and that is that I will not trust her. If we are supposed to be the great prophesied heroes, bringing her into this group is only going to put us at risk. She worked with Emberlyn until very recently. If she's willing to betray Emberlyn, she's willing to betray us. And he kind of like looks over at the drow woman. I will never trust you. Ever. And he kind of does the I'm watching you finger points. Uh, Which, fun aside, when I was a child, no one explained to me what those meant. So when a girl did it to me in middle school, I thought she was threatening to shoot me with her eye lasers. (laughs) Um, did you, did did she do it though? No, she never did shoot me with <laughs> Weak, weak. I and the drow woman kind of like swirls the wine in her glass and looks over at him and is like, "I don't really particularly care if you ever trust me, but I am coming along on the journey and going to help you with the whole saving the world thing. That is that is a good thing, right? I mean, you should be grateful to me." Uh, the veiled woman stands up from the. She stands up from the table and goes, I'm going to get some air. Give me one moment. And leaves the tavern. Boat follows her. All right. So the veiled woman is going to be standing next to a tree, being framed by the moonlight. You see her pull something silver around her neck out from under her dress and sort of hold it in her hand and look at it. 
it looks alarmingly familiar. Mm-hmm. Wee woo, wee woo. Um, <laughs> it's the familiar alarm. Oh. As she sighs, uh, you see the woman with the black hair and the wolf come out of the tavern and follow her. Mm. Elmaine, are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. I just, do you think that this is really the right decision? Bringing her with us? I mean, I don't know, but she doesn't want to work for the chromatics anymore, and we need all the help we can get. I mean, is the pendant telling you anything? It doesn't really work like that, but yes, I'm trying to get some kind of guidance. Do you think that... Do you think that Aaron is making the right choice on this? He's incredibly adamant that we trust her and give her a second chance. I mean, if you look at our team, we don't look inherently trustworthy. You cover your face all the time. We have a raucous half-orc with us. I walk around with a wolf and a badger. Uh, We have a bright red tiefling who talks like he's smarter than everyone. Honestly, of all of us, Aaron is the most trustworthy looking. So, I I don't know what I'm trying to make as a point here, but maybe he's... Maybe he's got a better eye for these things? I mean, nobody that you guys have found has betrayed us so far. I don't know if that's really the standard I want to hold, but... You're right. We should have faith in Aaron and his decisions. I just... I just want this holy mission to go the way it's supposed to go. Boat? Boat's eyes go wide with realization. uh, (laughs) Confirming his suspicions beyond a shadow of a doubt. He mutters to himself, Well, I'll be corn husked. (laughs) Uh, how far away are they? Uh, from you? Yeah. Like, three or four feet? I'm gonna go interact with them, or at least try to. Okay, so you walk up to the two of them. They seem to be having another conversation that's slightly less dire. Mm-hmm. Pa- pardon me, friends, I was wondering if I could interrupt your discussion. Their conversation continues unabated. I say, I say, it's rude to ignore me. If you don't wish to speak, you may simply tell me and I'll be on my way. It doesn't appear that they're ignoring you so much as it appears they can't hear you. Can I reach my hand out and see if they're actually there? Uh, You reach your hand out to the black-haired woman and your hand passes through her (gasps) as if she's nothing more than light. Oh my god. I want to try and walk through the wall back into the tavern. You succeed in doing so. (laughs) Ah, I am amazed at this turn of events. I am insubstantiated. Alright, so, Koza, Solinar, Johannes? I just, um, well, I just saw a man walk through a wall, so (laughs) my immediate reaction is, of course, as this very slender... (laughs) Tiny um, uh, elven woman. I'm just like, ghost. Have we become ghosts? I don't know, but I, I'm not about having these big old sausage mitts. It's, I, I don't even know how I'd pick locks with these things. Come on. Wait, what? Ghost? What? Well, 
I guess we're supposed to see something here. And that would seem to be a different version of ourselves. That party over there? An earlier version of Chosen Ones? Well, now, Alita did say that we weren't the first ones. That we were, in fact, the backup plan. Uh, can Boat hear them sort of musing on this? Yes. And he's like, uh, hang on, friends, I got, I got me a thought. And he, uh, he just uh, looks at just sort of all the other people in the, in the tavern and is just like, Hey, everybody, pay attention to me, the man who just walked through the wall. <laughs> That's words, just typical Boat. <laughs> your words ring out, but there is no reaction at the bar. Hmm. Throughout the entirety of the tavern, in fact. Oh, that confirms my suspicions. But hey, Koza, hey, Solinar, watch this. And Boat runs back out through the wall. And then I would have loved to make you corporeal for just that second. So you just what? <laughs> and then he he runs about like six feet from like on the outside, stops, turns around, run back, runs back in, busts through the walls like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's cool ale, man. Oh, wow. That is stupid. Uh, but he continues uh, talking to Solinar and Koza. And I guess Johannes is there. He's just not being part of the conversation, really. Um, he's like, I, I do believe I've got to the bottom of this particular conundrum. Alita's mother is outside. And uh, I, I believe Koza is correct that we are seeing the events of the past with Alita's mother and her group of adventurers. We 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 should say we should say hello and also ask any questions that Alita here. Let me see if I can get her on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror pendant is blank in this space. Oh you my hear god! No voices and feel no feelings from it. Oh no! I forgot. I forgot to plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> French fried dragons. Oh. The batteries on empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, if, if we're going to be trapped in these unusual bodies, uh, uh, basically being bearing witness to all that which is going on, then we may as well uh, move right on in and bear all the witness we can, right? I reckon you're correct. So you're just going to stand around the table staring at these people? <laughs> and nodding. Yeah. I'll just, like, walk right into the center of them. I'll walk through them and through their table and just stand there. So the half-orc the half -orc sort of slams his big gnarled meat hook onto the shoulder of the tiefling and is like, It's fine, Bernard! It'll be all right! I think we can trust Astrid. I think she'll be a great addition. I think Aaron is right. And I think we should go forward with this. I believe he just broke my shoulder. Oh my gods. Upon listening to this, Boat has a, a wisp of a tear in his eye as he is reminded of Leandros. <laughs> <laughs> as they continue the conversation, you see Aaron look out the door, or at least towards the door. He seems a little concerned, but shakes it off quickly and looks back at the team. You are now standing in the middle of a village. Surrounding villagers are fleeing. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So we quantum leaped again? <laughs> yes, but you're in the same bodies. Okay. You have an awareness that you are in the same place that you were. If you look, you can actually see the tree 
at outside the tavern where Elmaine and the black-haired woman were talking. There is a huge red dragon rampaging through the city and breathing fire. You see the heroes before you, the ones that had been speaking at the tavern before, unsheathing their weapons and beginning to engage it in combat. The charred bodies of some of the villagers that had been caught by the dragon's fire begin to get up, though you are certain they were dead, and begin charging the dragon as the drow woman's eyes glow a sort of ghastly black. We would appear we have a necromancer in our midst. The half-orc pulls a gigantic battle axe off of his back, releases a screaming battle cry, and begins to charge. The man with the armor pulls a shield and sword out and looks valiant in the light in a way that is almost reminiscent of Johannes before he charges out towards the dragon. Uh, the woman with the wolf actually jumps upon its back and strings a bow before charging in. The tiefling begins to summon magic, arcane, as Elmaine looks like she begins to pray. She's not carrying a mace the way Alita does. As they engage this dragon in combat, the scene around you begins to fade until you are within your own bodies, inside Artemis's tent, on your cushions, feeling oddly refreshed, if not drained. Uh, I do declare, I, I, I mean, I do declare <laughs> that was quite an experience. Did you, that actually happened, right? Like Are you, you all were alive? there? Are you guys okay? What? You drank the thing and then you fell down? Hey. <laughs> I hit the one spot where there wasn't a pillow because boat threw it. Ow. <laughs> I, I think we just had a vision from the past. Artemis crosses her arms and looks very pleased with herself. I don't know how we got back. We didn't set right that which once went wrong. Unchangeable. Uh, was that time travel or were we time ghosts? No. Are you are you a time dragon? No. What what happened? Vision. I have an idea. Since you can only say one word at a time, say a word, and then wait a, a tick, and then say the next word that would logically follow in a sentence until you've completed a thought and explain to us what's going on. Impossible. Mm. Look, I don't, I don't have the kind of energy it would take to try and figure out how to make this fortune teller ally of ours speak different ways it's if that's been if that's been working out for them thus far that's that's great i'm i'm surprisingly tired for apparently having just been asleep and uh i'm 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 not certain what the plan is for tonight so i feel like maybe we should figure out some way to rejuvenate ourselves before we have to go and start doing things again. Artemis stands up and moves some cloth immediately behind her her table. You see that there are what you would approximate as beds. There's several cushions and blankets and pillows sort of laid out into like what one would consider a napping nest. And she sort of gestures to Rosemary. Escape? 
Yeah, sometimes I feel like when I dream, I'm escaping as well. She shakes her head. Darkness. Like okay. like us trying to escape darkness? Because I, I don't know, like, I feel like we're kind of running towards darkness, really, because of the stuff that we're trying to accomplish. Well, we are trying to <laughs> escape my parents, though I don't really think of them as darkness. She walks over to the opening of the tent and opens the front of the tent and daylight streams in. Oh, we sh- She then points at the place where she has indicated you can sleep. We can wait until darkness. I mean, it is always easier to do things at night. But did we want to miss out on more of the festival? Man, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could festival right now. Like, if I, if I go out into a space with loud noises and lots of people... I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. I, I'm going to like, just want to walk away. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Energy wise. Rosemary kind of gets up and dusts her dress off. Koza, if you're serious about leaving Aberdeen, then this might be your last festival. If you want to go do something, I'll go with you. Um, I think that I should take this opportunity. I, I don't really know what I should do, but, but I don't want to just sit here if this is going to be the last time I'm here. That's fair. Solinar, Johannes, uh, I know we're all tired. I know we need to rejuvenate a little bit, but we don't get a lot of downtime. I feel like we should take advantage of this. I know we may not be able to festive all, but maybe we can festive some. Solinar picks himself up from the cushion and kind of like dusts off like his pants and the back of his cloak and then he kind of like slaps himself on the face a few times and goes, all right, you know what? For Koza, I'll do it. Johannes puts his hand in the middle. Solinar puts his hand on top of Johannes's. Boat puts his hand in there as well. And they motion, he motions for Koza and Rosemary to put their hands in there. I, I didn't know I'd be included, but okay. She puts her hand in. Yeah, Koza. All right, everybody. Fun boys on three. One, two... Three. What's up, fun, fun boys. guys? When did fun boys become our thing? Uh, I don't know. Is this our thing? I don't Have know. You guys forgot? Have you guys forgotten about the guiding lights of our mission? Friendship, unity, never give up, brotherhood, overcoming adversity, and interesting situations. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we seriously referencing the Patreon exclusive nonsense that we did in a main cat, like in a main storyline episode? You monster! I mean, everybody seems to be enjoying it. The the parallels exist. Johannes grabs the snake, banana, and the banana snake, and he runs out and he's like, "To fun." Banana looks very concerned. Banana's like, wait, no, I'm not going. Uh, Artemis kind of like looks up. Banana. And you can hear faintly Johannes yell back, pear. Banana is like wriggling like, no, do not take me from my comfy place where people will step on me. Um, Wait. Banana wants to be stepped on while in their comfy place? Is that what I'm hearing? No, Banana wants to be safe. <laughs> banana's, a, banana's a 10-foot Pl- python. Nobody's going to step on this <laughs> <laughs> Artemis, do you want to come also? Artemis looks surprised. Me. Well, I mean, um, if that was um, 
that was she odd to ask. She stands up oh. and goes, Accompaniment. Um, if you want to... She nods and walks out of the tent. Yeah, Koza follows. Boat? Um, Johannes is run out with the snake. Fun boys! And Boat runs out too. Solinar. I'm gonna need something with a little bit of kick to it if I'm gonna make it through today. Oh, uh, actually, Solinar, I have a stand I can take you to. Go on. Uh, just kind of depends. Do you want a food pick-me-up, a drink pick-me-up, or a whatever gets the job done pick-me-up? A drink pick-me-up for sure. Like a whoop or a pick-me-up? No, I just said I'm super exhausted. Do you want me to fall unconscious while walking? Jeez. I mean, that'd be really funny, so kind of. But no, I can find you something. I'll be right back. Are you offering Solonar a Fago? Because I think I just heard out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's not, but delightful. So Rosemary is going to come back wickedly fast with like five tankards in one arm and like a basket full of snacks in the other. Guys, I got food and drinks and snacks. Which are not food for some reason, but are also food. Okay, you may have miscounted slightly. There's three of us still here. Is she hosting a D&D game? <laughs> <laughs> she hands uh, Solinar a tankard of something that is hot and smells faintly of pumpkin. Interesting. Solinar will drink some. Again, the drink is hot. But it smell it tastes of pumpkin of this kind of pumpkin spiced cider. There's something in the spice that makes it almost like hot, not temperature wise, but spice level, and you feel it just like through your veins. It's steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yep, drinking pumpkin steroids. Pumpkin spiced gear. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin. Pumpkin spice for loco. It's PSL. Pumpkin <laughs> steroids love. Uh, she's going to hand a small wicker, like a cheaply folded wicker basket full of some kind of strange egg-like looking thing to boat. Is it is the egg-like looking thing like liquid egg or solid egg? They are solid eggs wrapped in cooked chicken sausage and then fried. Gosh, just the mm, phrase it's solid It's a chicken eggy in a basket. <laughs> uh, it's essentially like, they're called Belfast eggs, but they're essentially just scotch eggs. Mm, chicken in a basket. Sure, in a wicker basket. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's not I mean, ham, but it'll do. I think you mean chicky in a wiki basket? Chicky in a wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Chickypedia described delightful, <laughs> whimsical fair food, and y'all are killing me here. Chicky in a whiskey basket does sound like delightful, whimsical fair food. She's going to hand a Solinar um, a corn cob surrounded by sausage. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I believe Koza introduced me to these earlier. Dog corn is what he called them. <laughs> They're called ogre's cob, but. You know, whatever Koza wants to call them. I think Koza's from Aberdeen, so he knows what they're called. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> sure, but there was literally a sign by the by the 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 cart. Yeah, that's the that's name just, of this cart. Yeah, yeah, that's just some guy. That's just some guy trying to brand them. Okay. Well, yeah, it could it could be a promotional thing? I think I think dog corn makes perfect sense. Sure, whatever 
you say, Solinar. So, Koza, if this is your last night in Aberdeen ever, what do you want to do? Oh, um, let's, what, what, I'm trying to think, like, what events are going on in this so festival? So there's the bonfire, there are shows, there are jugglers, acrobats, clowns, dancers, uh, there is a maypole, but you imagine that given how late in the afternoon it is, that's probably already been done. Um, the biggest things are probably going to be the music, the performances, and the bonfire later. Yeah, I think we start by going to see some music. All right. So as uh, you all head up, uh, so Johannes, are you you ran off? Are you going to meet up with them, or is there something particular you want to do? Johannes, as soon as he finished running out of the tent, went immediately to a cot that sold. Um, daddy's beard and he so he grabs some daddy's beard and he arranged it into a delightful array of different hairstyles on a banana and then banana he, looks very excited and then he took uh he there's a some acrobats nearby and they have all these like costumes and he's like i'll give this right back and he grabs this like little like it's a, one of those uh suits that has the velcro on off so that uh performers can get into it really quickly and he puts it on banana so banana's in a suit with a giant cotton candy wig that makes uh, Banana look like an aristocrat in the 1400s and um, of this of this world and uh, Johannes uh, brings uh, brings Banana back and is like oh, oh, oh I do I do say I do say it is a pleasure to meet you all says Johannes but his arms are just to the side like inside the sleeves where, where but he's behind the snake so he's trying to make Bo- he's trying to make Banana look like she's talking. Yeah, and has arms okay. that are very tiny for the snake. <laughs> that is what you guys are going to come up. That That's that's what is going to happen to y'all. Hello, it is me, your tour guide, Banana. Uh, you hear a laugh <laughs> that surprises all of you because it comes from Artemis. You did not give you guys the impression of laughing very often. I am the cosmic snake. Bow Does before me. Laugh just a monos. Yeah. <laughs> no, huh. it's it. Huh. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it sounds significantly more human than you would expect from how weird she's spoken thus far. Like it's very. It, it's normal. It's the kind of laugh you'd expect out of a woman. <laughs> just leave it right there. The kind of laugh you would expect out of. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I was going to say, out of a woman her age, like that, of, of her No, 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 you're good. You've said, you've said exactly as yeah, much as we she's, need. She laughs like a human, not like a human variant. I get mm-hmm. it. Also, for context, you guys know, she does appear to be in her, like, mid to late 20s. Wow. That that was actually notable, given a thing that was said. I don't, I don't remember a thing that was said that would make that notable. She did mention Elmain. Like she knew Elmain. Is that what I'm getting? Yes. Okay. Oh. She's real old. Does she is oh. she an elf or anything? Or just like she appears human. I bet she's a dragon. Whoa. The only dragons in the world right now are chromatic, except for Alden. Well, how do we know that she's not a metallic dragon that polymorphed? I mean we don't. You don't. Ah. There you go. Hey, are you a dragon? <laughs> Did you literally just flat out ask that as she's like laughing at Johannes's antics? She had a really dragon laugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is Dragon's laugh. Oh, keep that. Keep that forever. <laughs> Her laugh sounds like a normal human woman. Dragons laugh like Jabba the Hutt. No, they don't. I think, and especially not this one. Like, if she's a dragon, not. No. I think no. I think with every laugh there was a tiny gout of flame, and that's why we're asking this question. Oh my gosh! Look at that little <laughs> dragon laugh flames. <laughs> How cute! She kind of turns. What? Just just a question. I'm just trying to get to know you a little bit better. Are are you a dragon? <laughs> Unsure. You're not sure if you're a dragon. That's definitely not a no. She nods. Unsure. Oh, wow. Do you not know what you are? No. Do you, can you remember your whole life or are you missing memories? Say not, say yes if you're missing memories. She kind of like looks confused. Unsure. Interesting. Maybe you should have drank some of that space water. She shakes her head. Ineffective. Well, do you want some of my port? That might help you uh, find some certainty on things. Boat hands her the 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 jugo port. She at, will drink some. At the very least, I can <gasps> say you'll be way more confident. Yeah, it's some good Strong. stuff. It's got a got a bit of a kick to it. Painful. You want to hit up the the turkey leg stand with me? Yes. All right. We'll see you cats later. We're gonna go grab some turkey. Cheap waves. Meow. <laughs> All right, you cool turkeys. I love it. She She's made a, a joke. Cat. <laughs> That's a very dragon joke of her. Uh, <laughs> uh, did Banana want to go with Artemis? Banana, are, are you are you happy here, or you wanna you wanna be with be with the person you know better? I am very happy here because I am the leader of the tour. Look at Yo- my wig. I mean, Johannes, hair. Johannes, stop talking for Banana. That's very rude. Banana is clearly a highly intelligent snake. Banana, in her u- outfit and wig and being complimented, looks obscenely proud of herself. Oh my I gosh, guess, she changed color. I guess Banana's cool being here then. So Boat is going off with Artemis to get turkey legs. The rest of you are here with Koza. And given that Koza believes that this will be his final night ever... In the place in in his home, in the place where he's from, the place where he grew up. You go out to spend the last hours of the festival enjoying Aberdeen itself. If you want a Boat Want Ham t-shirt, uh, tweet at Quid Roll. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you legitimately get enough people to tweet this who would actually want this shirt, we I mean, Brandon will make it happen. I'm not I'm lying. I'm talking about Boat Want Ham or that very 
big, long, ridiculous rant. All the above. Porque no los dos. Wanderous. Yeah. Mainly boat, want ham, but we'll take all comers. <laughs>